Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop roleplaying and escape room puzzles. Every episode, we take guests, we put them in a small room, it's a fake room, don't worry police, and then we lock them in and they need to escape using puzzles, or sometimes solve other goals by solving puzzles. That's the sentence solve, that almost solve, made solve. sense. Yeah, just solve and solve and solve. And these rooms are created by our wonderful puzzle master, Danny. Hi, Danny. Hey. Uh, hey. At <laughs> uh, this episode, our guests are Marcus Sally from the Popcorn Prattle podcast and Keith Gawler from the <laughs> Pop-Up Filmcast. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, what's up? Uh, so you guys, are you're not from the same film podcast. You're from two distinct film podcasts. Why uh, are you not terrible bitter rivals? Is what I really want to know. Um, uh, our, our podcasts are different, though. I mean, we we're both film podcasts, but on Popcorn Prattle, we just get belligerent about things that shouldn't matter, <laughs> like why is Barb so important in Stranger Things. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> in uh, the Pop Up Filmcast, I, uh, I've kind of started to realize I'm not exactly sure how much of a film podcast we are. It's uh, <laughs> It's from one, one week to another. Um, we did an episode a while back where somebody actually, uh, in, in fabricating our little film festival, they selected an uh, episode of the TV show Family Matters, not a movie. And I think Derek, always choosing loopholes, actually picked a lot of video games being voiced by people. Uh, our last episode, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, qualified as a buddy cop film. So I, I don't know. Uh, yes, oh. yeah, I saw that. My belligerent film question is always it's about mrs doubtfire Mm -hmm. and it's what happens to pierce brosnan he just dies in a fire he's a lovely man (laughs) and he just vanishes it was a drive-by fruiting (laughs) 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 all right so have either of you got any real life escape room experience absolutely not oh i do oh oh yeah yes i've done uh i've done a couple of them here in the atlanta area I think we had to get out of like a like a, a lab before like some kind of like gas exploded into the thing and we went and we got mm. assigned with other people that we didn't know so that wasn't as enjoyable ah yeah yeah, yeah this is Australia a very american thing have that. yeah in, in the usa often they do public booking mm-hmm. so they can fit more people into the rooms which means you have to play with strangers we've never had to play with strangers mm-hmm. uh, i would not i would not enjoy doing that yeah, it seems it a bit feel. weird yeah the, the second one us. we did was uh we did an 80s themed room Um, like a girl had everyone over for a party but the door locks behind then her parents are like suddenly coming home so we have to find the key to get out um there's 80s music there's some dancing involved and we took a whole bunch of people we knew with to that one that sounds awesome you have to light 16 candles to get out similar things yes Hmm. uh and so uh, other than that do you have any experience playing tabletop role-playing games dungeons and dragons (laughs) (laughs) i wish i did i do it was kind of a weird experience. Um, I was in college, and it was my freshman year. Didn't really know anybody because I went to school out of state. And my friend was like, hey, we got this game. Like, you know, we designed this game, and we're going to go play it in the, in the student center at, at midnight. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, snap. Like, there's a video game designer on campus, and he's designed <laughs> this awesome new video game, and it's going to be so cool. And we get there, and it's just, like, pieces of paper. And I said, what is this? And he's like, it's the game. And so that's when, that was my first experience playing like a Dungeons and Dragons type game where it was, it was zombies. Ooh. And I, I, I remember I had to like roll dice. I had no idea what was happening. A, a character was made for me and <laughs> I had a bat. And at one <laughs> point in time, my, my friend, who's also um, uh, one of my co-hosts on Popcorn Prattle, Steven, he was there with me, and somebody came, and they were like, hey, so-and-so is trapped at the mall, and they need a ride. Can someone take my car and drive them? And he gets up, because he didn't want to play the game. He's like, I'll do it. <laughs> and I, and to this day, I still, I'm like, you left me there, and I did not, I did not want to stay there until like 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, man. So now I do need one thing clarified. Did your character have a baseball bat to hit things with, or a small pet mammal that flew around and (laughs) sat on his shoulder because he had a little bat? (laughs) Please say the second. Please say the second. I wish it was the second. Would have been cool. All right. So Danny, 
we should probably get into the into the game at hand. I suppose so. You'd like to get us get us get us going. Well, just to note, this room is a little bit different from some of the others, so the notes are all set up a little bit differently. Things like being able to draw a map and exactly where the players are is going to be a little bit different from some of the normal ones. So the teamwork aspect, different. All right, let's do this. It was a very last minute call that brought the two of you behind the scenes of the biggest bank in the country. Apparently there was some sort of disagreement between the two red-eye shift security workers, Ariel and Juliana, and their boss. So the two of them called in sick at the last minute. And you two, being certified and extremely trustworthy temps, were the first choice of substitute. It should be a very simple job. One of you sits in the camera booth, watching a screen with security footage, and one of you patrols the floor. I think you've already decided that, Keith, you're going to be in the camera booth, and Marcus, you're going to be the one on patrol. Yes. Yes. So the boss leaves you two alone and completely in charge, with only walkie-talkies to communicate with each other. And Bill, if you desperately feel the need to jump in, you can be that boss on an extra channel of the walkie-talkie. Oh, but, wonderful. I can help give hints. Yeah. Very very loose hints. You're, you're not a main character in this room. Get over it. Fine. The first hours of the shift go by slowly and uninterestingly. Keith, you flick your screen over to the camera footage from one of the elevators in time to watch Marcus step inside and head down to the bank's vault. The elevator travels down, down. It's a long way underground. And then the elevator stops, but right before its door opens, your screen goes blank. And Marcus, the door doesn't open. And all the lights go out. You wait for the backup power to activate, but after several seconds, nothing happens. That means one thing. This wasn't some accidental blackout. Someone has messed with the electricity on purpose. Whether they've cut the power, created an electromagnetic pulse, or something else, you aren't sure. But whatever they've done, they must have done it in order to break into the vault. Keith, you try the door to the camera booth, but find it locked from the outside. Someone doesn't want you going anywhere. And Marcus, you obviously can't go anywhere until you have power to get out of the elevator. That's your priority. That, and proving that the trust placed in you wasn't a mistake. You should stop the would-be robber or robbers as well. Sounds easy enough. Hmm. Alright, so you both have a very limited view of what you can actually see right away. Mm -hmm. Keith, in the camera booth, besides the blank screen in front of you, all you have is your camera controls. There's a scroll wheel that allows you to zoom the camera in and out, a lever that allows you to move it from side to side, and there's also a single button that allows you to swap between the images from different cameras. Okay, so it's only one screen. Yes. And I, if I can I actually switch and see other things right now? Is it just Marcus's view that's off? Um, at the moment, it is just not working, straight up not working. Gotcha. But when you do press the button, something will happen. And I'll get to that in a moment. I'll just tell Marcus what he sees. And this is going to be pretty quick because since the power's out, Marcus, you can't see much of anything. You remember where the buttons are and the fact that one of the walls has a small gold placard that says Elevator 3, but that's about it. What? All right, so Keith, you have already said you wanted to press the button? Well, I just wanted to, uh, well, because you said the power went out. Yes. But it, it like I can still see like everything in, in the room that I'm in. It's just the yeah. elevator power is out, basically. It's a little bit unclear. You haven't experienced this sort okay. of thing before, and this isn't your usual workplace, so you aren't really sure what's connected to what power grid and all that. All right, so I'm going to, yes, I would like to press the button to see if I can see anything else in the building. So normally this would swap your screens between the footage from different cameras, but apparently that's not working right now. You set me up. <laughs> <laughs> I set you up well. Because apparently it also functions as a reset button. You slam mm. your palm down on it with a loud clapping sound. And lucky for you, a loading icon appears on the screen. Maybe this means the bank's power isn't totally destroyed. This reset seems to be taking a while though. So perhaps the two of you should get something else done in the meantime while it loads up. Okay. I'm in the dark, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So I think the first thing I'm going to do is, since there's not a lot in here and it's dark, I do remember where the buttons are. Mm -hmm. So I am just going to run my hands over all the buttons and see if anything happens. No matter what you try, sadly, these buttons here seem completely dead. Okay. 
Does Marcus have anything on him besides the walkie-talkie? Well, I, I don't know. Marcus, what do you think you have on you? Probably nothing that's going to be too helpful, but, you know, add some character. <laughs> the lift key! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe... Ooh, maybe a cell phone? You're underground, so a cell phone probably won't do much good. A cell phone wouldn't, but the cell phone's light. <laughs> I'm the, hold on. I'm the boss. You can't take cell phones on the job. Ah, you, have, you have one accent. Fine, I'll do that better. You can't take cell phones on the job. I hire my security to do their work. Hey, Marcus, I have your phone up here in the, in the, in the room. Uh, yeah, that's that how I, you've been able to see. The boss made us put them both in like this little box over here. So. Put them in this small oh, box labeled bad employees' phones. Hmm. Um, okay, so so far, okay. so Marcus is in elevator number three. Right. Mm-hmm. So there are at least three elevators, or is that like because we're down three levels? No, it seemed to be because it was a sign in the elevator that called it Elevator 3, so it seems fair that there'd be at least three of them. Okay. And then from there, I have a screen that's resetting because I pressed the button that hit reset. Uh, what, else is in the, what else is in the room besides the, uh, the control panel? Nothing of interest. Hmm. So then maybe there's something, there's something by me. Can I try pushing the gold placard that says Elevator 3? You run your hands over it, near it, and for the most part, you just feel the cold metal of it and the slightly upraised letters. But as you're doing that, your fingers drift a little bit under the placard and you feel like a crease or a thin line. And you feel about that. And to your surprise, a hidden panel pops open. Ooh. It's like a press open secret door. Mm. There's a number keypad in here, and it must run off a different power circuit because once the panel opens, its buttons all immediately light up. The glow of these buttons illuminates the label on the keypad, and it says, Emergency Fire Access. And there's something scribbled on the side of that in pen. Someone has added the words, Lifts, Money, Cameras. Lift, Money, Cameras. Oh, and hey, Keith, the loading icon on your screen has disappeared. Ooh, nice. Uh, but... You still don't have footage. Marcus, in the darkness, you can hear some noises coming from what sounds like the camera in your lift, like it's mm -hmm. trying to switch back on, and it just goes, creak, 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 click, click, clap. <laughs> <laughs> so if I press the button now, though, since it's reset, uh, does it go to any of the, um, any of the other feeds yet? Does not your screen is still completely blank, but you do notice that when you hit that button, it does sort of make a clapping noise. Like it's switching channels type thing, or like if, if like maybe it's it not. It just sounds like the mechanics of the button. It's mm -hmm. loud. Hmm. Let me go by the camera now, just to investigate that before I try to figure out lift. It's lift money camera, correct? That's next to yes. the panel? Okay. Lifts. Yeah. Uh, lifts, plural. And then oh, camera, lifts. plural. Lifts, money, cameras. Okay. Hmm. But as you get close to the camera again, all you can hear is the same sound pattern. Bill? Get some foley work. Click, click, click. Clap. That's the sound of a clap, right? Yep. So you can't make it happen without saying the words. All right, so it sounds like it's, uh, it's kind of stuck in one direction. That's what it sounds like. It does. Question, is it the same pattern? Yes. Can you give us that pattern one more time? Creak, 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 click, click, clap. So, so three, three, two, uh, one. Yeah, three, two, one. Uh, what are the numbers on the hidden panel that popped down, I guess? What You've got the numbers zero to nine. Let's try three, two, one. It doesn't work. Wait a minute. Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Question. There are three lifts, correct? Yes. And how many cameras do we have? Without being able to actually get his camera feedback. Mm -hmm. Not sure. Uh, mm. But my button is making a clapping sound. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's making a clapping sound. Uh, does the lever or the, um, the ball, do they make a clicking or creaking sound? The scroll wheel does make a bit of a clicking noise, and the lever 
it's seen a little bit of rust in its time, so it's got a bit of a creak to it. So I have to do something where I'm moving the lift a few times, and then I have to hit the ball a few times, and then click the button. It sounds like it's it sounds like something is stuck on like the camera's stuck somehow, and I have to do some sort of repetition to to get it to unlock. So if I do the little lever thing, I up and down three times, and then I roll the little ball twice, and I just slap the red button again. Suddenly, the lights everywhere switch on, and both of you can see. And of course, Keith, your screen glows with the black and white footage of Marcus in the elevator. Hey, buddy. Hey, Keith. <laughs> I'm waving at the screen. I'm just dancing. You succeed. Because I'm excited. <laughs> okay, well then, then never mind. Then I think, well, no, I'm still going to, I'm still going to test my theory. Mm. On the panel. Yeah. I, I type in three, one, two. It doesn't work. Barnacles. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of swearing we like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. So lights have gone on. So am I just in like a, like a broom closet that has a... More or less, yeah. More or less. Man, I should have taken the other job. It'd be a little more interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what, Marcus, can you see anything else where you're at? Uh, let me look around. Nah, nothing too crazy. It's still pretty much the way you remembered it as you traveled down. The door still won't open. What about uh, a hatch at the top or anything? Um, there is usually a hatch at the top and bottom of these lifts, but mm -hmm. nothing openable by you. Is there anything else written by lifts, money, cameras? No, that's it. All right, so I, but I can start to scroll through now to other rooms, correct? Yes, you can. All right, uh -huh. so uh, I'm currently on Marcus, so I press the button, mm -hmm. click, or clap, and I go to... So this is where some drawing and map making might start to get involved if you choose. Okay. Okay. So you press the button once and now you see the next room, the one the elevators open out into. So at one end of this room, you've got the three lifts side by side. There were three of them. There's a regular common call lift button, but beside each individual set of doors, there's also a small number panel and you believe they're special backup door openers used by fire departments, so not connected to the rest of the building's power source. At the other end of the room is a single door with an electronic screen built into it. You recognize this screen as a voice and eye scanner for identifying certified employees. Since you're just working this one night, you don't believe your voice or eyes will work in it. Okay, and I can see that, but Marcus can't see that because he's on- Correct. He's on I'm just left. looking at a closed door. Gotcha. But since you've got a walkie-talkie, you can relay a decent amount of this. Okay. And if I click again, does it take me to another room? It does indeed. This one's bare except for two doors and two keyholes. A little, not, not quite set up the way you might expect them to be. So there's one door going forward or onward, and on either side of it, quite far away, there's a lock. So it seems like two locks for the one door. And you believe the idea here is for the two keys to get turned simultaneously so one employee can't sneak into the vault on their own. You don't actually see any keys, just locks. And the other door presumably goes back to the previous room. All right. And do you have to use the keys to get back out of that room again, like to go the other way? It doesn't look like it, but you're not that familiar with this place, so who can be sure? Okay. Um, so we really can't do anything there. I mean, we're obviously... I'm guessing maybe you have to find some keys at some point in time. Do I, is there a, a third thing I get to see, or is it just three things? Oh, I'm yeah. Um, there are plenty of button presses that you can do. All right, you press your button again, and this time you see a completely empty room, suspiciously normal for a high-security bank vault. The door going forward looks normal and openable, and the only obstacle is a really nice carpet that covers the entire floor. Really pulls the room together. <laughs> camera one is the elevator. Camera two is the hallway. Three is the lock. Four is this like middle room. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Because I because I was wondering. So with the numbers of lifts, money, and then cameras. Right. Oh well. Okay. There's three lifts. So that's mm -hmm. potentially helpful there also. So there are three lifts. They are in the second room. I see. Can I keep clicking? 
so we get a full view of everything that we got. Absolutely. All right, so you leave the boring room and another press, and this time, way better, you see a room full of laser beams. (laughs) Oh, that's always fun. (laughs) It's a a pretty obvious obstacle, and whether they actually hurt or they just trigger an alarm or a lockdown or whatever, you aren't too sure. Oh, why not both? Okay. Sure. They will kill you, and no one will ever get into the vault. (laughs) Okay, so somebody would have to scan something to get in. They'd have to have two keys to open up to Mm -hmm. get into a blank room that's just got a really cool rug. Right. And another door that leads us into a laser thing, which potentially could kill you, Marcus, when you're going through that. (laughs) Well, that's just lovely. I'm so glad I showed up for work today. Yeah, You know, your, your friends Ariel and... We're not talking to them anymore. Juliana. (laughs) (laughs) If you press your button again, Mm -hmm. it's, oh, it's the same laser room. It's just from another angle. All right. And so then I click again. Uh, If I've made it through lasers, am I getting to the vault and where the money would be or the jewels or whatever is? Finally. Yes. This one, you get to the inside of the vault where you see six tall stacks of money tied up in neat bundles of string. And on one of the walls, there's a security panel. And over in the corner, there's a loose pile of string, either from money that's recently been withdrawn or set aside in case more money comes in, something like that. What did you say before the the extra string? A security panel. And what you actually believe you've been told by your boss Mm -hmm. is that this security panel can trigger a total security system reset. This security panel can trigger a total security reset. Why would they tell a town worker that? That seems weird. Um, (laughs) Right. Okay, so... uh, You're very trustworthy. Do we know how how much money total that is in those six big stacks? Does does it matter Uh, how much? You're not very good at estimating that. By which I mean, I'm not very good at estimating that. Fair enough. Okay, so Marcus, there are six stacks of money. Right. Um, So that seems like it might be kind of useful if I... Go mm-hmm. back a couple pages here uh, on my notes. There are three lifts, six things of money, and there are one, two, three, seven cameras. Right. So if we're following along with the, the guides, why don't you try three, six, seven on the number panel? Let's see if that works. It does not. Hmm. Could be the wrong order. What am I missing here? Oh, do I have to click again? Is there another room? Like if you press again, see. you'll get to something that probably makes sense when you think about it. You get into the camera footage of an elevator. Elevator one. And then I'm guessing that there's a number nine for elevator two. Should I describe elevator one, or do you just click straight to elevator two? No, go ahead and describe elevator one. All right. Elevator one is actually kind of interesting. It's currently stopped between levels somewhere. And there's a big gaping hole in the floor, like someone's climbed out a maintenance chute and is shimmying down the elevator shaft on the cables. What the heck? So perhaps this is how the robbers were planning on getting in. Also in this elevator, you can see a large sheet of paper sitting on what's left of the floor, but you can't quite see if it says anything. And after that, you can press your button again and get the footage from elevator two, which is sitting closed on the vault level. And sitting in one of its corners, you spot a small key. Mm-hmm. And then one more button press, and you're back to elevator three with Marcus. All right. So, Marcus, instead of seven, let's try nine. All right. Let's try nine. Three, six, nine. Woohoo! The door opens. Oh, thank God. It's a bit slower than you'd like, and something doesn't seem quite right. The lights in this room are flickering a little bit. And the regular lift buttons still aren't working, so you haven't completely fixed the power, which means that you may not have entirely fixed the security system. So you should probably go into the vault to do a total reset for safety before the thieves finish climbing down that elevator shaft. Yeah, so are are there other people in the bank with us someplace? No, this is the super red-eye shift. You should be the only people left here. Can I get into elevator two? Like, can I try to pry it open or call the elevator down and maybe it'll open? The regular buttons still don't seem to be doing anything. There are those special fire access number panels next to them. 
Yeah, can oh, we that's take, right. Yeah, let's, uh, Marcus, why don't you uh, walk over there and, and take a look at that? I can't see because the camera's not great. I can just see her in the room. You'll have to mm-hmm. give me a closer look. All right, let me go to elevator two then and try 369 in, on the uh, fire axis panel. 369 doesn't work for this one. That's annoying. I must be individually set. Mm-hmm. They put some elaborate things together, but they only gave me one screen to look at at a time. <laughs> <laughs> we spent all our money lie. on elaborate things. Lasers. On, on lasers that actually yeah. hurt. Hmm. Let okay. me look at the panel for Elevator 2. Anything written? No, there isn't anything written on this one, but it does look remarkably similar to the one that you had inside Elevator 3. What, what's number one look like? Can, is that open if we do anything? If you try, try no, 369. It seems, seems to be all set to the same sort of mm-hmm. pattern or whatever, but not the same numbers. Okay. Let me look around this particular room, because this is the eye scanner room, correct? Yeah, it is. And that's all that's really in here. There's this one door on the other wall, and it has the screen that's got an inbuilt voice and eye scanner. Is there anything like on the wall explaining how that works? or? It's very frustrating, <laughs> but no, they expect that if you got this far, you know what you're doing. There's got to be something with those three panels. That paper on the inside of number one may help us to get past the eye scanner, maybe. Because mm-hmm. these guys, have, they, they're coming in. I mean, they're putting in all this work to get into doing this and cutting a hole in the bottom. They have to have a contingency plan unless right. it's like an inside job of some sort. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, uh, you might be fighting some people off later. Um, so let's, <laughs> let's see. If we, let's concentrate well, it's on probably Aaron and Juliana, so I be more than happy to fight them mm-hmm. uh why, why don't we try and let's see what we can do to figure out how to open up number one because we don't need okay. that key until at least getting into the second room right so you can flick your camera over to be looking at elevator one and we've already mm-hmm. described what you've seen in there hole in the floor and big piece of paper yeah so if i if i move uh oh if i move the camera up can i see any type of wording, like what was written in the other in the other one, on oh, the control panel. Yeah, so like when Marcus saw uh, lifts, money, and cameras, can I scan the camera over and see anything that set that has a similar code? No, that was just written inside the hidden panel. There may be a similar hidden panel inside lift number one, but mm-hmm. you can't see it if there is. Okay. Um, is, is there, there a gold any- placard on the outside of... Yeah, this one does say elevator one on the inside. Oh, on the inside, okay. Probably on the outside, too. It only makes yeah. sense. Can I try pressing oh, yeah. that? On the outside? No, because the panel on the outside of the lift is very open and visible. This is that fire number panel. Oh, I get what you're saying. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Can I see any like anything else on the walls? Anything like with the numbers of uh, you know the different floors you can pick? No, nothing else of interest. Just the things that have been described. If I'm moving the camera around, can I read what the paper says? Well, moving the camera from side to side might not do that, but let me zoom in. And what is on? Can I read the paper if I'm zooming in? You zoom right in, and the ink on the paper becomes clear. And it's a map of the bank vault. What? It becomes visible. Okay, fine. It becomes <laughs> visible. It's a map of the bank vault and all its security measures. From what you know, it looks accurate, except there are also a few markings that have been drawn on it. Extra. On the vault door between the lasers and the vault, there are the scribbled words, in, then, out. On the actual laser room are the words, red or blue, question mark. The blue ones just stun you. The red ones kill you, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're on to the hard-to-describe one. So there's something written also on the room before that, the carpeted room. Uh, not written, sorry. There's something drawn on the room before that. Four large rectangles. Now, these rectangles lie side to side in a line. They're all touching each other. And the outermost two are also touching the wall closest to them which is the walls that don't have doors, if it's a rectangle. The walls that do have the doors in them, there's a gap between the rectangles and the doors. So the doors and the rectangles do not touch each other. 
But sadly, that's all you see on this map. There is nothing about the voice and eye scanner. So it is going to be important that we know that stuff. It just doesn't help us with the eye scanner. No, not right now. Okay, so we've seen this little map that's in the first one. We know there's a hole. Uh, is there anything else significant about the hole when we're zooming in? No, is there... just that you suspect someone climbed down it. Okay. Or, or, or climbing up it at some point. Some kind of climbing is going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. good point. Um, okay, so we should probably still try. We got to figure out how to do two because at least we need that, that key. Right. I don't know how you do a voice scanner and eye scanner if there's unless it just looks out that we are already in the system. Maybe they. Let me try. Let me let me try it. Let me try the eye scanner because at the very least, maybe something will come on and something will flash. Possibly. Fair enough. That's a good mm. idea. The scanner actually, when you try to talk and look into it, doesn't respond to you. But it's not that it's responding negatively and saying no, you can't come in. It's just silent. It's not doing anything. So the power might be out for this eye scanner as well. You are going into the vault to reset all the security that might be faulty. Oh, I hope those lasers are faulty. (laughs) What if the key's not for the room with the two keys? What if the key is for this room? There is no keyhole in this door. Oh. Can I try try the handle? Does it just open and then there's no power? It just opens. Yep. I mean, this proves it. The security system clearly isn't working properly and needs this reset. It also proves that you have to be prepared because clearly some of these obstacles aren't going to work the way you expect them to. Right. Uh, Marcus, you've opened that up, and that means you've been able to get into the other room that has the door you walked in, another door, and then... To the, the far end of it is, there's two locks? Yes, two locks quite far away from each other and a door going forward in the middle. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go up to that door and I'm going to Spartan kick it and see <laughs> if that does anything first. That's fair enough. It's definitely worth a try. It doesn't work for this one. Is okay. There, is, there a handle? Right. <laughs> is there a handle you can just pull? Mm. You try, but this time it doesn't work and the keys seem necessary. Are the keys just already sitting in the lock? Is that... They're not in the locks, no. Dang it. Mm. Okay. Okay, so if I move the camera around, is there something I didn't see before because it was just focused on the door or whatever in that room? No, the cameras are placed in pretty good vantage positions. But So which camera are you doing right now? The key room one? Yes, yeah, I'm following Marcus into the into the room. Make sure no hijinks go on there. Since this is your first real try at moving the camera around to see everything, you do it a little bit erratically. So you move pretty fast from side to side. And as you do, Marcus, you notice something fall off the camera. I'm going to go up to that camera. It is a key. A small uh-huh. key has fallen off the top of the camera. Uh-huh, I got one. I got one key. Now, hold on a second. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just to, <laughs> just to be careful, I'm going to try this key into one of the keyholes. Mm-hmm. It works. It seems okay. to turn. It's pretty easy to turn, actually. It doesn't take much. All right. All right. So we're good. But the door still doesn't want to open. We right. have to get the other key out of elevator two still. Maybe look around elevator two. See if there's like any sort of mm-hmm. clue as far as the panel goes. Clap, 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 clap. Okay, there we are. We're on two. <laughs> no, all that you can still see there, the key is still sitting in there, and just the defunct buttons, and the thing that says elevator two. There's the there's the panel that says number two, or elevator two. There's the defunct buttons, and there's a key sitting in the corner. So before you got out of elevator three, right? Mm-hmm. Right. What code did you put in? Three six three, nine. Three six nine. Dot. Mm, is it two six nine? I swear. It two six nine does not work. Uh, alright. Lifts money camera. So does it just shuffle over? So then maybe it'd be camera. Lifts money. Nah. No, you were closer. Don't worry oh, about okay. the clue. 
Just that information you had before. 369 worked for Elevator 3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, 248? Why 248? Because 2 plus 2 is 4, 4 plus 4 is 8. That is true. Is that true for 369? Oh, uh, oh. 246? With 246, Elevator 2 opens. And if nice, you use 1, 2, 3, can you get into the first one just in case we need to? Yeah, that door opens as well. The lift isn't there, though, just an empty shaft, so be careful. You do think you can hear faint movement coming from somewhere above, but you can't see anything in the blackness. Better close this door, though, because, I mean, having it open, that's just making it easy for them. Mm-hmm. Right. But Elevator 2 is now open. Mm-hmm. All right, get in there and grab that key, sir. All right, I'm going to grab that key. Mm-hmm. Awesome, I'm gonna... you have the key. Clap, 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 clap. Back over. All right, I'm back <laughs> in the little room following you. I'm back in the key room. Mm-hmm. Uh, one key is already in the keyhole. And I... Okay, let me try this first. I'm going to try turning one key in the keyhole. Does it turn? Yep. yep. Okay, I'm going to put this other key in the keyhole. I'm going to turn that. Yeah, it seems to go just fine. It only has to turn a fraction. And you hear a click and the door is unlocked. Nice. Again, probably another side effect of the messed up security that they didn't need to be turned at the same time like they usually would. Okay. All right. So All then right. we are through. Into the door. The let's go get the money. Room. Go save the money. Oh, wait a minute. No, there's no <laughs> money in this next one. Go save that rug. Right. <laughs> yes. Nice is, is lush this, carpet. Is this Persian? <laughs> <laughs> Remind me again if, you, if I'm from what I described from that earlier note. You walk in and there's a rug. Right. Mm-hmm. If you pull the rug away, is that where then we see would see the four rectangular panels? All right, let's, yeah, why not? Okay, you sort of pull at the rug a bit, and yes, there are four very large rectangular panels in the pattern described earlier. They look like weight sensors. Oh, oh mm-hmm. a little Indiana Jones action here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Except there's nothing to counterweight it. Except for me. I'm going to step on each panel. And see if it does, see if they do anything. All right, you step on the first panel, any of the four, I suppose, doesn't really matter. And as you step on it, you feel it press down a bit, but maybe it's not working because nothing seems to happen. Mm -hmm. But when you step off it onto the next one, Mm -hmm. the previous one that you were on, it lifts back up. Then the door in front of you makes a loud clanking noise and you realize that it's locked itself. It was unlocked already? It seemed to be. Son of a gun! Worst security ever. (laughs) (laughs) Who designed this? I kind of want to get fired from this place now. There was a huge power break-in. It's not their fault. Everything's messed up. And they're sending you in to reset the security. Mm -hmm. This is all Ariel and Juliana's fault, I swear. (laughs) So So I'm guessing... uh, Marcus, you probably have to step on them in a certain order. So are, are the panels numbered at all in, in like any way? No, they all look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Let me try stepping on the previous panel and see if that maybe unlocks it back. You step on the previous panel and it presses down again. And for a second, the door sounds like it's getting ready to unlock. But then the one that you were previously on lifts back up and the clank happens and it's locked again. Okay, so can you step on them both at the same time? Yes, I'll try that. You step on both at the same time, and the door unlocks. Now, can can Marcus reach it and pull it open without stepping off of those? No, that's the problematic part. How heavy is that rug? Apparently not heavy enough, or it was calibrated to take the rug into account. No, like if he rolls it all up, like if he if he takes the rug and rolls it up, Ooh. can he set can mm-hmm. he set it on top of it? Yeah, okay, that'll work. Sure. You roll up the rug and you place it over the one the panels that you've stepped on mm-hmm. and the door stays unlocked and you can go through it. <laughs> Good thinking. All right. Laser time. Marcus, oh you can open your first image. All yes. Right. Uh, so there is, an, there is an image of what these lasers look like now that you can see them with all of the color vision of your own eyes rather than the black and white mm-hmm. image that, that Keith had. Uh, and that, for people listening at home, is linked below in the show notes. Uh, there should be a link to that laser puzzle. Okay, so here's the thing. There's red lasers, 
there are blue lasers, and then there are yellow lasers. All right, and so Marcus, uh, according to the notes back on that that other sheet of paper we saw in the first elevator, mm-hmm. it says red or blue. Yes. Now it does seem that the lasers spell things, even though they're like jumbled up. Mm. I can kind of make out words. The red lines say, "Hug, hug, hug, hug." Left wall. That's what the red lines say. Okay. And the blue lines seem to make out <laughs> slap. <laughs> right? If I look at the blue, it looks like it says Sazap Povel, maybe. S- yeah, Sazap. It's definitely not as clear a message. <laughs> what what um, are the yellow one? What's the yellow say? The yellow <laughs> one just says But wait a minute. Hold it up this to the says... camera so I can see. Hold it up. But wait a minute. Uh, that paper said red or blue, correct? correct? Which means even if I can't read blue, the red is at least telling look... you to hug the wall. Right, the left wall in particular. So I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look. Press my body up against the left wall, and look down. Is it a straight shot past the lasers? It's pretty good. There is one or two, one or two laser beams right at the wall, but the message is there, and you do know that things here aren't necessarily working the way they're supposed to. Shuffle on down that wall. Yeah, I reckon you should do it. All right. If you I'm die, clicking, I'm clicking back and giving forth. Giving a life in service. Six. I'm clicking back mm-hmm. and forth. If I die, <laughs> if I die because of this wall, I'm going to haunt your ghost. I'm gonna haunt. I'm gonna haunt. <laughs> no, haunt his ghost. You're gonna wait till he dies. I'm gonna wait till he's gonna die, think, and then I'm gonna oh, haunt you. Oh, didn't get ghost. haunted at all. <laughs> and you're gonna get him right when he's not expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know, it's the red eye shift. Tensions are high. Everyone's in a bad mood. No coffee. <sighs> Let's just take a breath and before, walk through some lasers. Before he walks through these lasers, it is worth noting that Marcus is one day from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, so Marcus, here goes nothing. All right, you I'm press gonna... your body as tightly against the wall as it will go and start edging your way along. Mm-hmm. You trust in hugging the left wall, and you step into a laser's path, and nothing happens. Must be faulty. Oh god! <laughs> you release a breath and you keep moving, and as you near the end of the wall, you feel something under one of your hands. There's a secret shelf here. You reach inside and pull out three round navy blue discs, a bit bigger than your palm. So now you've reached the end of the laser maze and you are at the vault door itself. Is there anything written above the door at all there? Uh, How tall is this door? Like, can I... Oh, it's enormous. One of those huge circular, very cliche sorts of things. It does have an unusual pattern on it. So it's a circle, and around the circumference, I guess, of the circle, there are 12 large round indents. And are those little indents the same size as the, the discs Marcus just got? They certainly are. All right. I've got three of them. And there is a note here that says, in, then out. Unless it means press the disc in and then pull it out. Of course, you only have three discs and there are 12 holes. Mm. And Marcus can only see the outside of the door. Oh, maybe it's good if I... Hold on, let me clap. Mm-hmm. Money's still there. Money's still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use a little thing and I start to scroll back and forth till I can match up and see the door itself. Sure, so you twist your camera sideways and you look at the vault door from the inside. Like the outside, there are 12 round indents around the circumference. But unlike the outside, some of them already have discs sitting inside them. So if you think of it like a clock, the ones you can see are in the 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and 8 o'clock positions. Okay, so I'm just going to... Spitball. 2 and 8 are the opposites of each other. 
three and nine would be the opposites of each other, and five and mm-hmm. five and eleven basically. Yeah, that seems right. For a second there, I forgot that it was a clock face style thing, and with the sentence two and eight are the opposite of each other. I was just mm-hmm. like. What? That, what kind of weird number theory do you yeah. working on? Well, cosmically, you know, like 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 eights, like infinite, and twos, like nothing. But no, I get it. It's a clock. Two and eight are the opposite of each yeah. other. Yeah, Phil. Since you zoned out, since you zoned out, since you zoned out, it's a nice idea. Oh, it's not going to work. Good. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Well, no. I kind of assumed as I started doing it that it wouldn't because two and eight are already filled in is the in then out part of this part of the puzzle yes okay two three five eights oh okay oh whoa, whoa, whoa. all right uh so it's uh two plus one is three plus two is five plus three, three is five eight, and eight plus four so one would maybe something in the 12 in the 12 spot on the outside and then from there, in the five on the outside. Okay. Put one there. And then the 11. You don't hear any change, but now when you try the huge handle, it moves. And the vault door swings wide open for you. <laughs> I'm just so glad like I'm paired up with somebody who's good at math. I'm like, ah, this is why I teach drama. Uh, so, yeah, so, all right, Marcus, you have opened the door, and now uh, I'm... Clicking back until I get to, uh, well, I'm already, I was already looking at the inside one. Uh, so I, I zoom back out mm-hmm. and, and I scroll around a little bit. Uh, there mm-hmm. are six tall stacks that we see. They're tied up. There's a security panel to do the reset, and there is some string sitting there as well. Mm-hmm. Let me look at the string really quick. Anything special about it? Different? No, it's just a pile of string. Want to steal it? Yes, I do. Fair enough. I'm sure your boss won't mind, right? Where's this string gone? <laughs> this is a jumping forward to the future. I'm sure I had an extra spool of string here. Spool, that's a word. Time to fire Keith. Hey, well, I... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you're the man behind the desk. <laughs> I got video footage showing Marcus taking it. You should have been watching that string. <laughs> Sorry, I Shaking was looking at the Shaking your camera head. I was is looking it? at the money. Sorry. <laughs> All right. All right. So you've successfully stolen some string. Is it, oh, so it's not attached to anything. He just he's pocketing the string just for the heck of it. Yeah, he's just yeah. stealing some string. Hey, you don't you don't know if this string might come in come in handy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you found the string, you should be right near a security panel. Some places right over there as well. I am indeed. I'm gonna open up the security panel. All right. Luckily for you, there's no password for this. If you got this far, it trusts you apparently. <laughs> so let's do it. You press the buttons on it that are supposed to trigger a total security reset, and some instructions appear on the screen in front of you. Full reset initiated. Please follow guidelines left by managing directors. 1. Place one disc inside each money stack. Remove all discs from door. Door will automatically lock a time after all security systems have appropriately reset. 2. Stay safe in the laser room. 3. Follow the usual route through the sensor room. Four. Lock remaining two doors manually before exiting through lift. All right, so Marcus, you're going to grab the discs out and yes, set one on each of the six stacks, and that means you have one left over then. Yeah, it's a weird instruction, but you can follow it. There's mm-hmm. this one extra disc left over. You can just leave it wherever you want. But the other six are with, hidden inside the money. Put it with the string. Take it with. I was about to say, I'm going to pocket the other disc, because again, I, I don't know if I'm going to need this. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so I'm going to pocket the one disc, and then I'm going to take the other disc out, and I am going to, uh, under under the stacks, or In the stacks, it says. In the stacks, okay. So, so just, just sort of wedge it inside some money, so you can't see it. Right. Take a couple bills out, make room for the stack. <laughs> no, I'm just going to, st- I'm just the string bandit. All right, so we got those. You, get, you head back out, you close the door, give it a twist of the thing, it locks in place. Well, it says that it will lock after you've reset all of the other things, so presumably it's not locking just yet. Okay, it's gonna, okay. once we get to the end. All right, so now you're back in the laser room. Which would be uh, hugging the right wall this time if you were coming out, right? Well, actually, now that you're back in here, both of you notice the lasers have changed. Their pattern oh, is different. This time all of them are red, 
And also, unlike before, the two cameras in this room are pointing their own laser beams around as well. Like, in case the camera person thinks there's a weak spot and wants to beef up the security in there by adding their own. Not sure. (laughs) But you can now both look at the second image that was sent to you. And again, for people listening at home, that is also linked in the show notes. As a a note, what you are seeing here is just the regular room lasers. It's not the camera lasers because they can go wherever you want them to. Yeah. It looks like a little bit of a number letter combination being made out of the lasers. Mm-hmm. 9A, well, might be kind of like an H or an F and then an E. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, that third letter is a bit weird, isn't it? It looks like a like an H with a hat on or a six right. without a bottom. So if, if I use the home. cameras... Can I, like, aim one of the camera lasers at one of these other ones and it'll, like, block it? That's actually exactly what happens. Bam. As if your laser beams are incompatible with each other or something. And and by doing that, would it then spell safe? How would you do that? Well, I, I've, I've pointed one over where the nine is at, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's blocking half of... The, the long end of the nine, so cool, that it makes turns an, it S. Into an S. It does look the like a an S. is fine, and then mm-hmm. that FH little thing, I've blocked off whatever that extra little part at the bottom is, so it says FE, so now there should be an, an open passage for Marcus to kind of slip through. Right. Did you, w- did you use the same camera for that? Well, no, there's two, so I would have used one. Yes. Um, cool. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, no, no, no. I've, got, right. I've got camera five, <laughs> boom, and I got camera six. Good. You align both these cameras where they need to be, and once the second little bit goes out, you get the briefest glimpse of the word safe made out of laser light before all the rest of the laser beams shut down as well. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> you have power, cameraman. Now I can just skip on through. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so we are there. So then you're, uh, you've walked out into the, uh, the weighted floor room. Right, with the carpet. Yes, still rolled up where you left it. Mm-hmm. You just have to come out. You have to close the door. Right. And then pick up the, like, move the rug off a bit wherever we had it before. Mm-hmm. The two things should then come up, locking the door, and then you roll the carpeting right back out. Right. Unfortunately, what happens here doesn't seem to work the way you want it to. So when the carpet moves and the things unpress, it's all fine. But then when you try to press down again, the doors both behind you and in front of you seem to lock. So the reset of the security system has changed how this room works as well. Hmm. But you're probably going to have to... Try stepping on the other two that you didn't step on the first time. I'll try that. That would open up the door heading out, because the other one opened up the door heading in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stepping onto the weight sensors actually seems to be triggering the lock this time, like it's working normally. Way to go. Now it works. Wait, the lock to which door, though? The one both, leading both to the Both of them. Yeah, oh, it's okay. just doing a full lock. You are stuck in here until you can figure it out. Oh, uh, it, step on, step on the, the original two that we did. Roll the uh, carpet back up, set it down, back on top of those, and then go step on the other two. No, any pressing down seems to be triggering the lock. So if you step off, it's fine. But as mm-hmm. soon as you step on any of them, the lock happens again. And you assume this is the way it was meant to work in the first place. It's just that it was right. all messed up before. Oh, so so if if they're all, but he oh he doesn't really have any room to like. If he's not standing on one of those, there's, no, there's no room for him to, like... There's no room to get around them. Hmm. All right. Um, it, we're supposed to exit this one in the usual pattern? Yeah, that's what it said, in the usual route. Is there something he can grab above him and just hang there? There like is American not. American Ninja Warrior style. <laughs> and just... I mean, I do have my string. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, I am. Uh, I'm scanning back and forth through the room with the camera mm-hmm. to see if there's any uh, dust or fingerprint type things that would show somebody maybe like <laughs> doing some sort of a step of some sort across this thing. Hmm. I mean, you'd have to zoom in pretty close to see anything to that effect. But 
What about me? Can I see any footprints? You cannot see footprints. But, I mean, there is a zoom wheel, so why not? Zoom, zoom, (laughs) zoom. When you've zoomed in further than you've ever needed to zoom in on anything in your life, you do see something. Some of, on this rug, the, the carpet fibers are a little bit bent, as if from years of people stepping on that exact spot. And you move your camera around, you find more spots just like this one. In fact, it looks like these spots are footprints that make a windy but clear path from one end of the room to the other. I'm guessing there's like four steps worth, so it's each one is a different one to wait, so he has to hit a certain pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually probably a few more than that. It okay. just seems like a very unusual route that, for whatever reason... Isn't going to trigger it. It's the safety. So I'm going to have to put the carpet down first. Oh, yeah. Spread it back back out. It's original position. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to follow the footsteps, the Mm -hmm. weird pattern of footsteps. All right. So Keith instructs you through the walkie-talkie, and Marcus, you follow what he says very carefully, and it works. You reach the other side of the carpet with no negative consequences. So weird. All right, you can get back out to the key room. Okay. Um, lock the doors manually. Mm-hmm. All right, so both the keys are in there. If Marcus twists them while the other door is still open, like, is it they're in, like, a locking position, so then when he walks out, he just closes it? Well, one of the keys turns back just fine, but when you walk over to turn the other, it just won't move. So you suspect that the simultaneous part of the security must be working again. Mm. Mm. Okay, so uh, Marcus, if you unlock that one there and then just grab both right. of them at the same time and give them a twist together. Unfortunately, they're a bit far apart to be yeah, able to Yeah, they're too far apart. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wait. Oh, you have some string with you. I got my string. <laughs> There's no way they're just having <sighs> you pocket some string. What do you want to do? All right, so the one that turns... The one that does turn, I'm going to tie my string to that. All right. As soon as I turn the other one, I can pull them both out at the same time. You tie your bit of string around the end of that key, and Mm -hmm. the string, when you tug on it, will turn that key. So you stand over by the other one, and you turn them both at the exact same time. (laughs) The door in front of you locks as it should. And I assume you remove the string. So one, nobody else can do this trick, and two... It's your string. Yeah. See, you all laughed at me when I chose the string over the money. (laughs) Who's laughing now, Ma? (laughs) However, the keys themselves will not remove now. Will not move now. They want to stay in. But you've succeeded at locking that one. And as long as we lock the eye scanner one, then the thieves can't get into the... They won't even be able to get to this room. Mm. Yeah, perfect. All right, so you're back in in the scanner room. What's mm-hmm. your plan? Can we just close the door? You can work? close it, but at the moment it's set to be unlocked. <gasps> Wait a minute. Can I reset it with my eye and my voice? You put your eye up against it and you say something in your voice and the scanner is now working properly and it realizes it doesn't know who you are. So it gives an angry beep and it locks. <laughs> Thief should have trouble getting through that. Okay. Now we're back at the elevators. Mm-hmm. And the very last step just said, get back into the lift. All right, we're back in. Now, none of the, uh, none of the numbers have been working yet on any of them, have they? They are working again now. Well, wait a minute. Do we want to... I mean, the power's on, right? Yeah. Yes. Do we want to check uh, elevator number one? Elevator number one has been, like, emergency stopped between floors. So it's still... Okay. Seems to be where it is. All right. Yeah, plus we, we locked everything down tight so that even if they did pop up here suddenly, mm. they shouldn't be able to get in there. Yeah. True, but I want to karate chop them in the back of the... Fine. You know what? It's whatever. <laughs> hey. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll get in the elevator. I'm, I'm just saying, because you... I think I'm still locked in a room. Yeah, you need oh, help as you, well. Oh, you are locked. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So do you get back into trusty elevator three or elevator two? I'm getting in elevator three. Yeah, fair enough. It's been your friendly buddy through this adventure in its way. Yeah. All right, Marcus, you return to elevator three and you press a button to take you back up to the ground floor. With the security back online as well, the police should have time to get here before the thief gets anywhere near the money because you'll be able to get out and contact them. Mm -hmm. Keith, on the other hand, still locked in. All you can do is watch your screen. 
And after a matter of seconds, you see the door to Elevator 1's shaft slide open and two masked individuals jump out. They approach the voice and eye scanner and try the door and, to your satisfaction, seem taken aback that the security's working. You're brimming with triumph at your successful foiling of their heist until one of them pulls up the bottom half of their mask and speaks into the voice scanner. And a green light appears above the door Mm. and the door to the next room opens. You grab your walkie-talkie and tell Marcus to hurry up, but he's still in his lift. It's a long ride back to the ground floor. Meanwhile, the thieves are turning the two keys in the next room and making their way to the weight sensors. They step across the carpet in exactly the right places so they don't set off the alarms. It's crazy how well prepared they are. And the lasers... Well, this is a bank heist. Of course the thieves have acrobatic skills and they just get through the laser maze untouched. Also, I'd like to point out, Keith never moved those cameras back away from where they shut off the lasers, so I don't even know if the lasers are operational. Good point. (laughs) Uh, And then they reach the vault door. So surely it's been long enough since Marcus started the reset procedure that the vault door will have locked itself. Surely. And no, luck is not with you tonight, it seems. The thieves enter the vault and snatch up three money stacks each, and in a stunning display of skill, make their way back through the obstacles. Keith, your heart is sinking. You didn't do enough. You warn Marcus that the thieves are on their way back up, and he'd better hide if he doesn't want to risk getting hurt, because they still might have concealed weapons. But after all you've done tonight, Marcus, you are feeling kind of tough and kind of confident. You reckon you can take these guys? So instead of running and calling for help, when you reach the ground floor, you stay there and you wait for the other working lift to reach you. You wait and you wait. And suddenly, from elevator two, you hear a loud bang followed by two screams. And Keith, your camera inside that lift goes blank. Then the lift dings its arrival at the ground floor and the doors open. Lying on the ground of elevator two, along with the piles of money, are the two thieves Conscious but dazed, and they and everything else in the lift has been splattered from head to toe with navy blue ink. And Marcus, you take a look for a moment, and then something in your pocket explodes too. (laughs) (laughs) Ink bombs. So people attach these to money so they can detonate them and identify the robbers. Those must have been the discs that you had. Well, the thieves have most definitely been caught, and the money is now blue, so it's useless to them. There's only one thing left to do. Identify them. The Keith, after watching their skill and obvious background knowledge in the vault, you already have a pretty good idea who they might be. Mm-hmm. Old man Jenkins and uh, his <laughs> wife. No, uh, that would be uh, The Ariel. owners of the amusement park. Yes. Uh, Ariel and Juliana? Ariel and Juliana. Oh, despicable. This bank is just lucky to have you two here to fill in for their sick employees. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. You, you did, it. did it. You made your way oh. to the vault. You set up the security and you caught the thieves as well. Is my door unlocked now? No, you'll need to wait for someone to come help you. Oh, I was about to say, because I'm unconscious, right? No, well, no, your, your pants are just pants. soaked with blue ink. Oh, okay. I thought I was unconscious as well. <laughs> no, it's just a bit of a daze. I mean, Ariel and Juliana got three paint bombs each right to the body. You you're, only got one. You're just like, dang, I just bought these pants. <laughs> it's coming out of your salad. My string! Pants, man. <laughs> My string. <laughs> yeah. Yes, congratulations, guys. You did very well with some of those puzzles that were real tricky. This is another one that I playtested myself, and I got caught up on a lot of these. Yes, but no, thank you. Thank you guys so much for coming on and, and playing with us. That was fun. Yeah, no, this, this was great. It was all I, uh, all I hoped for. I was very excited to do this show yeah. today. <laughs> so um, for people who are listening who wanted to find more of Marcus, the man in the vault, uh, they can find you. That's Popcorn Prattle is your podcast. Um, yes. I'll, link, I'll put all the links to, the, to your website and Twitter and things uh, in the show description. Uh, and for Keith, the man mm-hmm. behind the screen, uh, it's pop-up filmcast, and again, I'll have all those links in the description below. Just last week, we had uh, our first anniversary issue of the uh, Congratulations. episode of the of the pop-up filmcast, and uh, excellent. It's, uh, That's always a great milestone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it and hopefully it's uh, hopefully we've marked it. Uh, everyone Many more to come. Hopefully agrees that we've yeah, and that we've done it and celebrated it in the proper fashion. 
<laughs> Wonderful. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you, guys. Also, so for people who are uh, listening at home, uh, I just wanted to say another thank you for all the support people are giving the show, uh, especially our Patreon donors. We do have a few Patreon donors now. Uh, people who do donate to our Patreon, there's, there's uh, extra audio extra audio there are bonus episodes uh we have badges that we send out top tier donators you can even have private rooms run for them <laughs> if, if they want to do that uh but every single donor also has the chance to have their names their characters appear in an episode so thank uh, you very much ariel and juliana yes two of our donors uh who appeared in this episode your filthy you filthy criminals people Hey, it's Bill from the future just coming in with some extra news for the week. We have another bonus episode up on our Patreon. If you are a $5 donor, there is now the first part of our second murder mystery that we've recorded with me taking the role of detective and Danny taking the role of author? Game master? Whatever it is you would describe her as doing, there is another bonus episode up. So if you head over there now, the first part of our second mystery is up with the second part coming very soon. Uh, as well as this, if you missed it uh, last episode, right after we released our episode 5, the people at Hypotheticast released a mini episode of their podcast in which they played Saving Razorface, our second room. So if you want to go back and listen to that, the link is in the description below, and they do really well. It's so much fun to listen to. Uh, it's really weird for us to listen to people run our own rooms, but they do it really well, and it comes off great. So go give them a listen if you want to go back and listen to a Season 1 room again, or if you've never gone back and listened to our Season 1, you can also check out that. Uh, and finally, if you are listening to this on the day it comes out, today is Danny's birthday. So... Tweet at us and Facebook us and wish Danny a happy birthday. She would love to see whatever birthday messages you want to send. All right. Thanks. Uh, other than that, uh, if you want to get in contact with us or follow us on Facebook, we're facebook.com slash escape this podcast. We are responsive. Uh, we're very responsive on Facebook. Same on Twitter. If you want to tweet about us uh, or follow us on Twitter, we're at podcast. You can send us an email at escapethispod at gmail.com. We take slightly longer to respond to that because emails feel so serious. They do feel serious, but we do respond to the emails that we get sent. Um, and we just appreciate the support. And look, if you haven't left a review for the show on iTunes or wherever else you can review it, that's a brilliant way to help support the show. It's, it's really important. Uh, and other than that, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell a family member. Tell your mailman, uh, tell a garbage man. Just tell everybody. Write it on, on your garbage so that when it gets collected, they'll go, ooh, that looks cool, and then come check out the show. <laughs> um, People don't use garbage advertising enough. I know. This is, this is real grassroots stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, wonderful. So thank you again, guys, uh, for coming on and playing this game you did spectacularly. Danny, would you like to give us a taste of what's coming next episode? Well, this is going to be a bit of a challenge because as far as actual locations go, this next one is probably the most boring location yet. <laughs> what a good teaser. You made it through the bad times. You made it through the good. You always knew.